What's up and welcome in. This is your Thursday Locked on Syracuse. I'm Tyler Aki. We're going to be back with Drew Carter today. Tim will join us as well. We're going to talk all things Syracuse football, continuing our conversation from yesterday. In case you missed that, check out yesterday's show where we dive into some stuff with Garrett Schrader and the, the rest of the Syracuse offense. A huge story heading into Syracuse's spring game. Today we're going to get into some of the other pieces as well. And also just Drew going back to Syracuse again and the reception that he got the first time. It was really cool to see the first time around. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get into it. Part two with Drew Carter. You are locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In terms of just the the offense as a whole here. I mean, the offensive line, uh, we can talk about Schrader, DeVito, all we want from last year, but at the end of the day, the root cause of some of their problems was the fact that the offensive line is what it has been the last, what, three years now? Yeah. And you're not going to get better unless you, you improve that unit. Where is the optimism for you that this offensive line is going to be better in 2022? Well, uh, there's, again, nowhere to go but up, <laughs> I would <Yeah>. say. Uh, <laughs> that could kind of be like the subheadline for Syracuse football entering this year. Uh, Syracuse football 2022, there's nowhere to go but up, at least from an offensive perspective. Because like we said, the defense was great. And I think that's why we haven't really spent much time talking about the defense is because you kind of know what you're getting, hopefully. I mean, the defensive line is a bit of a mystery. But yeah, offensively, I think, and you guys can help me out with my prep here for the game, uh, seven offensive line combinations last year. Does that sound right? That, that sounds with, right. Yeah. Between injuries and everything, yeah. Yeah, and which which was third most in FBS. I saw that uh, in some article, so I should probably fact check it. Um, if it was Nate Mink, though, it's spot on. It's oh, yeah. that he never gets anything wrong. But yeah, I think it's just, I guess the hope would be that injuries are random for the most part, and continuity should be big for this group. So... Not necessarily continuity in terms of who you're bringing back, although I think they do bring back all five starters from – or they're missing one guy's service, but four or five starters from like their opening day offensive line last year. So continuity in that sense, plus just if they could get continuity within the season with just fewer injuries and you know COVID hopefully being less of an issue this year than it was last year, I think that's where the hope comes from. But again, like – it's just it's hard to see them being worse than they were last year. Um, and that's another I don't know. It's not like good for Schrader in air quotes, but I think it's just another defense of him for why yeah. he wasn't very good throwing the ball last year. Yeah, I mean, it gives, gives me another reason to defend Garrett Schrader, which we've yeah. done a lot on this podcast already. But I, I do right. think. You know, we saw DeVito under this offensive line and it didn't really work. And I think that was largely because of the offensive line. You threw in Schrader, which at the time seemed like sort of a head-scratching decision right before the Liberty game. I remember yeah. when you were on the podcast last, we were like, yeah, I don't see Garrett Schrader as the answer. And he turned out right. to be the right decision just based on what they had in front of them, which was a bad offensive line. What about the wide receiver position to you? Is there anyone that you feel like can step up in that regard? Because it feels like every year we kind of do this where there's one or two names. I think when we were at school, Tyler and I used to joke that Courtney Jackson was always the spring standout <laughs> and it really hasn't come to fruition. Damian Alford last year felt like a breakout guy. 
there's some good talk and chatter this year about Aronde Gatson, Amari Hatcher, guys like that. But someone's yeah. got to step up. Someone's got to be a number one receiver without Taj. Right. Especially if Syracuse is going to look anything like what Virginia looked like last year, if they want to throw it. And you got to imagine they want to throw it more than they did last year, if not Virginia levels. I really don't know, guys. I mean, that's that is the huge question mark, I think, for this offense. The offensive line was not good last year, but if they stay healthy, we kind of know who we're going to see on the front five wide receivers. Total question mark. Um, and we don't even know how many receivers they're going to want to put out there for the most yeah. part. Uh, Virginia last year was pretty heavy RPO. I think they use their tight ends a decent amount. They've got a tight end right now who's like shooting up draft boards right now, um, which Syracuse, that has not <laughs> happened to them in a long time. So you don't really know like what we're going to see from a personnel standpoint even. So that's the big question mark. And I think that's a huge reason why people want to tune into the spring game, not to like do a shameless plug here, but they will run the ones with the ones on offense. And so whenever Schrader and Tucker are out there, like it's going to be fascinating to see who lines up a wide receiver because we really have no idea. Like could Pena play more offensively? Who knows? Could Alford be more than like the occasional once every month deep threat? Who knows? Like, we just – we really don't know. And that's going to be a big talking point with the coaches this week is just try to figure out who's impressed them. You know what's funny is remember when we were in school and every single year yes. it was, geez, which, which receiver is going to be the All-American this year? Yeah. Is it going to be – is it going uh, to be Steve Ishmael? Is it going to be Jamal Custis? Is it – and obviously it all got sparked from Amba Atawa, Like, Yeah. And now it's like, who's going to lead this team? Like, who's going to catch passes this year? That, that's it's it, it just shows you like the the difference in the offense from when Dino got there to where it is now this it you would have never thought five six years ago this would be a, a group that's been led by defense really the past handful right. of seasons Ishmael was the one that stuck out to me because we really we really didn't know going into that year who the number one receiver would be and then Ishmael was like he was all ACC I think that year mm -hmm. I mean yeah he was phenomenal and you're right. I mean, when when Dino first got there and when things were clicking, they always had a number one guy. And it is a complete 180 this year. But who knows, man? Maybe a Rondé Gadsden comes out and he puts up 1,510 touchdowns. Pick him up. Who knows? I, I really I, – I hate to – I know I'm supposed to be like, you know, a little bit insider here because, you know, I'm doing the spring game. But I am in the dark as much as anyone when it comes to the receiver core, which is why it'll be fun to, to watch. We'll get back to Drew in just a sec, but our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because you just didn't have time to get everything you need to have a great diet. You need more energy and optimized immune system. So that's why I went to AG1. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamin minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things that you need to live a happy and healthy life. It's a lifestyle friendly as well. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good it supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness and it's one of the best things athletic greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing plus 
It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's your time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel preps with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, hey, I don't think anybody had this final four. I think I saw it was like less than 1% of people had this final four. And if you haven't checked out Stat Hero, you're losing out because like everyone else, you don't have the perfect final four right now, but Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The, the simple and sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. I remember when we used to write for Orange Fizz way back in our school days. I remember I wrote an article, maybe it was 2017 or 2018, like Syracuse should be wide receiver you. They should lean in on wide receivers. And now, I mean, gosh, it feels like they can't even get anyone to come and produce at the wide receiver position. They've recruited decent there, but I always thought, you know, all right, we got to get to the level where we're Syracuse's opponents and four stars. Maybe that's a position we can target. Now it feels like defensive back has become that position. Who do you guys think at wide receiver? If if you guys were betting men, who would be the favorite to like lead this? And team you know we are. And you yeah. know we are. Um, geez, is is this the the year Queeley breaks out? I don't like. I it don't feels know. like his ceiling isn't that high, but. He's got the highest floor but, of anyone when we're yeah. talking about Quilly. Like he's probably going to be right up there at the top statistically. I don't know. I mean, I around. really liked Damian Alford last year. I yeah. thought he like in terms of like a physical guy on the outside, you can kind of put him wherever too. I no, liked he, what I saw out of him. And he, he obviously had the big play um, at the end of the year. What was that? Virginia tech. Um, yeah. and that, in that win, he had the big play catching the bomb there, but I I'm with you. Like I, it's tough to even make a pick. Like if you were to line these guys up and put odds next to their names of who's going to lead this team in receiving, like they're probably all pretty similar odds right now. You'll obviously have a few long shots here and there, but I mean, would it be even surprising if a guy like Sean Tucker ends up leading this team in receiving just from catching screen passes and then doing his thing on the outside? Yeah. Um, Kyle, turn the camera on. (laughs) I, uh, I'll plant my flag on Pena. I think Pena's got a Ooh. chance. Yeah. Yeah. Just because he was hurt last year, he, he's good. I think. Yeah. He's, he's dynamic. You saw it on, on kick returns. We talked about Ligashevsky with special teams. I think if Pena houses a couple, maybe one kick, one punt return, he's going to become a name in the ACC. And on offense, I mean, the opportunity is there. And is anyone more dynamic than he is with the ball in his hands? And just based on what we saw with Keaton Thompson at Virginia last year and and Wicks, and they had a lot of 
a lot of weapons. I think Pena could be the guy. So there, there Ooh. it is. There's your social media breakout. Take. Yeah, clip there. that up. You clip that. <laughs> Get that ready to it. go. So yeah, save it for November when Trevor Pena is like third in the ACC in receiving. Go ahead, go ahead and blast that. <laughs> is it weird to you? Like th- this is a, a laws of football question for you here. Can a guy who wears number 29 lead your team in receiving? <laughs> feels That's wrong, feels fun. slimy. I, I don't know. I'm not behind that. He might have to change numbers. Hey, speaking of number change, guys. Uh, well, you got a good one for us? Yeah, Garrett Schrader is wearing six this year. You guys know that? Really? Didn't know that. <laughs> Num- number change, yes. I mean, I feel like no one knows that because, like, what kind of psycho is sitting there refreshing the, the Qs.com football <laughs> roster? It's, it's just play-by-play, guys. Uh, but Schrader is down to six, and so I asked Tyler, the SID, and he let me know that uh, six is his preferred number. Schrader has worn it his entire life, but you have to earn the single digits, at least for offensive guys. I mean, hmm. they had some single-digit linebackers last year, like Steph Thompson as a freshman was wearing it. Mikel Jones was wearing two. Uh, but offensively, all the skill guys want the single digit, and so those are kind of prestigious. you got to earn it. So I guess that's a good sign for Syracuse that Garrett yeah. Schrader has earned his single digit. Yeah. So another feather in the cap for the Schrader camp. <laughs> Suck it, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're if we're dropping dark horse names here, how about LaQuint Allen? I, there's there's been some buzz on him at running back. It feels like it's definitely Juwan Price, it's Sean Tucker there, but Dino was like raving about LaQuint Allen in his last presser, and as we know, Dino does not single out guys ever really in any sort of press conference setting he's usually very by the book very generic but he was quick to kind of point out that he's been making some plays out there yeah they're really excited about the running back room I think that's if you had to pick one strength on the team it would be the running backs and it's not just because of Tucker it's there's a lot of depth there so I mean I'm glad you bring that up Tim because maybe the answer at receiver is you split out one of those running backs because yeah. they're not going to play a ton over Tucker, but you don't want to just let talent sit there on the bench when you don't have a ton to begin with, right? Offensively, I mean, we, we're talking about three-star guys here. So maybe that's the answer is you use the running backs in more of a wide receiver role. And again, the guys at Virginia proved to be pretty creative with how they use their football players. They're <laughs> Not everyone fits in a box. So maybe that could be the key. So speaking of some of these Swiss Army knife and, and other pass catchers here, you brought up the tight ends a little bit earlier. And Dino was talking about the pass catching of the tight ends. And he's like, oh, like we've seen it. And Tim and I were kind of like, we have? Like we have, we have <laughs> seen Chris Elmore catch sure? balls consistently. We have seen Stephen Mahar. We have seen Max Mag. Now, I yeah. think a couple of those guys on, that they use as tight ends are absolute beasts in terms of blocking and setting edges for for guys like Sean Tucker like I remember a couple plays that Max Mang had last year where I was like that was badass I'm clipping that up I'm throwing that on Twitter because that was awesome um but in terms of tight end involvement how involved like are we gonna see uh the tight ends catch 30 balls this year for setting the over under, like I'm setting you 29 and a half tight ends as a yeah. collective. Like, is Brent Axe going to be happy? <laughs> Brent Axe, God. If there are any Syracuse local media members we've missed on this pod, I'm sorry. We've had Bailey, Axe. Shout out Stephen Fonte and Mario Sacco over at News Channel 9. Uh, this isn't football, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just so you know, Steven. Um, okay. Over under, I would probably take the over just because we don't really know who's who's catching passes at all. So I think it's a decent dart throw if you're, you're just taking a flyer on maybe the tight ends, start to figure it out. Um, but I think really you want to look at it from a scheme perspective, like are Anai and Beck going to try to involve the tight ends? And even that is a bit of a question mark because I mentioned the, the tight end at Virginia. Jelani Woods is his name, and he's showing out at pro day right now. Like I saw some guy tweet. He's the, he's got the best like spark score or whatever those like nerdy. nerdy. Yeah. yeah. He's like in the, in the 99th percentile for <laughs> his uh, three cone drill and vertical leap at the tight end position. I don't even understand what any of that means, but apparently this guy Jelani Woods is like flying up draft boards. And I don't know if he was underutilized at Virginia or what, um, but I don't think that the tight ends are super involved in this scheme. And like you said, I heard Dino say that as well. When he was like, we know Chris Elmore can catch the football. I'm like, this guy watching the same dude I am? Because <laughs> right. you put Chris said, Elmore on offensive line. <laughs> he, he would split Elmore out a couple times. And I'm like, you're playing 10 on 11 offense at that point, brother. <laughs> and one of them's the quarterback. So you're really playing nine on 11 offense out yeah. there. Um, Dude, but, we had a friend in college, Zach Lang, who was like adamant that Chris Elmore should be the, the RB one for this team. I'm like, dude, he's 300 pounds. You cannot make him. Great but you're in that player, single digit. But... You're in that single digit. That's why he wears number five. Yeah, that's right. It's slimming for him, so he's gonna look like a real pass catcher. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe Mahar. I mean, again, it's the pass catchers are such a mystery. That's why watching this spring game is going to be exciting. And I think they're going to run over 100 plays. So we'll we'll get a look at a bunch of these dudes. But Dino seems to believe that Mang and Elmore and Mahar can catch the ball. Now it's a matter of seeing it. And you might on ACC Network Friday night. <laughs> we'll wrap things up with Drew in just a sec. But hey, this is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year because I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. And have you tried the puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, that includes the puffs as well. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better for you and they're better tasting as well. A typical candy bar can be anywhere between two to 300 calories, but most Built Bars are just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and the best part of it all, 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, whatever you like, they've got it at Built Bar. And new this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and they've got new flavors coming out all the time. So Built Bar is all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy after. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, that's what I want to ask you, actually. And I know we joked about this, like, oh, it's actually a spring game. We have no idea. This is a total foreign concept to Syracuse. But I'm actually just genuinely sort of curious what is going to happen in this spring yeah. game. And from watching Georgia Tech, it seemed like there were some drills. There were some competitive plays. Like, from your understanding, is Garrett Trader going to get hit? Is it going to be as competitive as some people are hoping? Or is it going to be a little scaled down. What do you think is going to be the gist of the game itself? Well, every everyone is different. And Tim, I watched the Georgia Tech spring game too. 
really just to try to get a feel of what Syracuse might do. Yeah. Um, so here, here's what we know. Uh, Syracuse usually does three scrimmages in the spring. As we talked about, they're always closed. And then, you know, Dino and the players will, will talk with the media, but you really don't see a whole lot. I you do get that expect montage, be, which we always joke about on yeah. the podcast. It's like you got to freeze frame and be like, oh, is that a Ronde Gatson in the corner there with the one hand? Is that a seven or a nine on that guy's jersey? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that Justin Lampson spinning it? Ooh, is right. that a 35 yard pass right there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think we will get a little bit more than, than we ever have, really, under Dino, um, which makes sense. I mean, it's on TV, it's kind of a standalone spot for the Orange. So that'll be fun. I think we'll see 100 plus plays on offense versus defense. I took some notes after talking with the SID yesterday. Uh, 100 plus plays or so. Um, the ones will The ones will be out there. I'm not sure if they'll do one versus two, offense versus defense, or if they'll do one versus one. I, I have a feeling that they will do best on best, which will be exciting uh, to see the starters on both sides. Uh, but but maybe not. I mean, again, it it is hope season. And if you want to give people hope, you can say, hey, look how good our starters looked. And then you don't mention that they were playing against the third stringers on the other side. And you can do that for, <laughs> for both units. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think we probably won't see Schrader or Tucker really get touched which is a good thing. I mean, no no reason to put those guys in harm's way because you kind of know what you have with those two. I mean, Schrader less so than Tucker, but but He's still like Schrader. Yeah. yeah, Schrader is, and that brings up another point, which, you know, Schrader is locked in as the starter. I don't know if, if people have talked about like maybe Valari challenging him because he is a Michigan transfer. That is not a thing, at, at least as of now. Like, like Schrader is pretty obviously entrenched as number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'll see fairly structured game action. They're not going to keep score. Um, but aside from that, yeah, you'll, you'll get a chance to see a little bit, at least um, offensively and defensively, I, I hope. But again, like everyone is different with the spring game. I don't even really know, like from a broadcast perspective, like I know Jeff Collins was on headset when they were running through drills at Georgia Tech. I don't think Dino will be. I think he'll come over at some point. The The coordinators won't do uh, in-game interviews because they'll be calling plays, which gives me hope that they'll actually run some stuff. So we'll see. What What do you guys have planned for? Like, what, what's your setup looking like? Are you guys on the field for this or are you guys in a booth? Yeah, yeah we're on the field. We thought that being in the booth would be kind of weird. Like, why pretend that it's a real game when everyone knows what's happening here? It's just kind of mm -hmm. a scrimmage with some drills. Uh, so we'll be on the field. Scott Hecht, uh, the director of, of Syracuse Athletics, you know, productions, he will be he'll be in his bag. We, we've already talked a decent <laughs> amount. Scott, Scott's coming to the table with some ideas. Kristen Hennessy as well. Uh, so we're going to be in casual gear, hopefully getting some ACC Network swag delivered here. Nice. Um, and then we'll be on the field. We might be in like director's chairs or something for the open, but we'll be down there. We'll be in the trenches. Um, and maybe I can get some like inside intel on what Anai is dialing up and and I, I won't leak it though I won't leak it because you know that that program no leaks right they, right. they keep it ironclad yep. they keep it airtight yeah well uh last question before you get out of here where are you going for the return trip food wise in Syracuse what's the spots that you got to hit when you return well I've, I've got some itinerary planned out so uh driving up Thursday immediately going to Alamode Mm -hmm. hopefully Good. hopefully the voice of the orange matt park isn't too busy for me and i can i can grab like a soup and salad with him 
Uh, Thursday night, planning to hit Dino. Nice. There you go. Have to. Have to. Uh, I spent two years in the South, guys, and did not find barbecue as good as Dino. So <laughs> got to go there. Uh, might be going with Evan Stockton, who is the... Oh, that's hmm, right. One of the play-by-play guys for the Syracuse. Back in Syracuse, yeah. Yep, another another uh, classmate of ours. Um, and then, so Saturday is my anniversary with my girlfriend, Marina. Wow. And Where we else going- would you want to spend it than in Syracuse, New York, right? That's right. That's right. She's like excited. She, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you know it, dude. You know it. Yeah. Possibilities. I mean, that's a layup. But I will say this. I am going to force us to do the early bird special at Possibilities for two reasons. Number one, it's a Saturday. So, I mean, if you like NASCAR for the crashes, go to Possibilities <laughs> on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Um, so there's it's like that. Wegmans on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> it's a mob that's right. scene. <laughs> that's right. So possibilities. We got to go early for that reason. And Duke and Carolina are playing at 849 Eastern on on Saturday. So if we miss the first half of Kansas Nova, I'm okay with that. You know, Justin Moore's not even playing. I'm fine. I don't really need to see that. Mm -hmm. But Duke, Carolina, I got to see that. So we'll be out of there. I'll I'll be whisking her out of possibilities at like 7, (laughs) 730. So we well, that that up. that uh, what's the oil there? The the tomato oil. I mean, oh, good, yeah, good yeah. luck, good luck prying her away from that because that's not going to be easy. I think we'll be walking out with a couple jars of that stuff. <laughs> they do sell it, or maybe I'll maybe I'll go to Wegmans for some of it. Real quick, actually, I, I got one more for you before we get out of here. Um, when you went back for that Liberty game, I, I mean, that was a that was really cool to see all the stuff that they did for you between yeah. you speaking to the students and and you saw. I mean, there was the signs to welcome back Drew Carter. But what, what was that whole experience like? The the little homecoming for you? Yeah, it was unreal, man. Um, that was the first time I had been back on campus since we graduated, so it was wild. I mean, it was emotional, and it it was weird because I had to separate work from play at a certain point, like I did get to speak with students, which was awesome. That was game day. But after that, I was walking out of Newhouse and I was kind of like, all right, like it's time to lock in. Like I have a job to do here. Um, and it was kind of a big spot because like a big game. It might have been the yeah. biggest game I called last year, uh, probably their best one of the season. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool. And I mean, obviously, so weird and surreal to talk with students because I mean, the three of us sat together and <laughs> in those, <laughs> yeah, in chats like that three years ago. So I don't know. It was weird. I, I hope I like made sense when I was talking to the students and gave them some useful advice. Cause hmm. that's, I mean, that's why Syracuse is so great is because people are willing to come back and everybody loves it. Like when we were there, I mean, we had DA come back and talk. I remember that one. We had Dave O'Brien, Dave Pash, Benetti came back like to be able to do that. And, at least try to give back is pretty freaking cool. So that was, I, I would say that was the highlight, even like beyond the game is realizing that you can have an impact on people who are in your shoes where you were just a few years ago. Yeah. All right, Drew. Well, this was awesome as always. We appreciate you hopping back on with us. Always fun. I think we kept the inside jokes to as minimum <laughs> as we could probably too many in there, but yeah. uh, best of luck Friday. We'll be watching 7 PM. I think is the start Friday, right? 7 so. p.m. Gates open at 6 and tickets are free, but don't get tickets. Watch it on ACC Network. Right. Don't there go to the go. game. Company Just kidding. Our, bro- <laughs> our broadcast will be on the Jumbotron. Don't come after me, Wild Hack. Go to the game. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on, Drew, and hopefully we can catch up down the road. Love it. Thanks, guys. 
All right, awesome stuff with Drew Carter. Tomorrow on the show, we will be back to get into the transfer portal and additions and subtractions. Everything's going on right now because the latest news coming across the wire is that Frank Anselm, on his way out, he is hitting the transfer portal. And Tim and I will discuss how big of a blow this is and now what does Syracuse have to do to replace a guy like Frank Anselm. And also, we'll have a Judah Mintz decision by tomorrow as well. So be on the lookout for that and we will discuss it all on tomorrow's show as well. So for Tim, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.